Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Ryan Nadell. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here today. I'm grateful to have you talk today about failing startups and how to triple your revenue, because guess what? A lot of businesses do not even make it to year five, and we would like to turn that around in 2020 for businesses listening in today. And I know you're the man to do that. You're a business growth strategist and have helped loads of business increase their revenue and their EBITDA. And you're going to help us do that today. Uh, welcome to Savvy. And before we get started, just share a little bit about your background. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Christina. So okay. background to me is, is pretty simple. I'm a basic guy from the Midwest. I'm born and raised in, in Ohio in different parts. I'm a graduate of Miami of Ohio, a little university in Southern Ohio. And really, Christina, it's been a combination of a lot of determination and a lot of luck, I think, simultaneously, that have led me to this moment in time right now, where I right, started out post-college, post jumping into the illustrious world of automotive sales, right? I was a used car salesman when it really comes right down to it. Had an engineering background and jumped into automotive sales but found very quickly that there are systems and processes inside dealerships that make them more and more successful. So mm -hmm. I think finding a mentor, finding that person that can help pour into you early in your, in your career or even later is incredibly valuable. And that's one of the things that, that helped me grow in that industry re rather rapidly to end up moving to Columbus, Ohio, running the largest um, European collection of automotive automobile companies in, in the country, mm -hmm. a dealership called Midwestern Auto Group. Mm -hmm. I think I I realized that I was really, I had two full-time jobs, right? I was working yeah. eight plus hours a week. And while my income was good, my quality of life was maybe zero, right? Yeah. And didn't have the equity side either, right? I think there's, mm -hmm. there's part of that is you're a business owner. There's those times, there's those seasons where you have to work really hard and you're putting a lot of hours, but you know, there's that, that I'll call it that golden parachute that can come later. There's that, man, at one point I could sell this thing and I get, I get, you know, a multiple of what the company has generated in revenue. And I didn't have that. So I stepped away from that. Didn't know what was next. 
was brought onto the ground floor of a startup web hosting company. Didn't know what web hosting was. Didn't know what affiliate marketing was. Just a normal guy. But ended up taking over that company after four to six months, took over as president and CEO, bought out a few of the partners, helped this little company grow from 10,000 clients to 580,000 clients in two and a half years, raised capital twice, sold it to a subsidiary of GoDaddy. And all of a sudden, this incredible world opened up for me of small business ownership and all the different... I call them games, but all the different games that can be played inside of a small business and, and positive games, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, ethical games. Yeah. But the things of, right, you make those small incremental changes. If you can increase your marketing efficiency by two or three points and you increase your closing ratio by two or three points and you decrease your cost of fulfillment by two or three points, mm-hmm. those are massive changes to a business. And then those massive changes, right, create a massive windfall later. Said old adage, right? Small, small hinges swing big doors. Mm. Yeah, so true. And you know, it's interesting here. You you went into the line of investing in businesses, small businesses in particular. And I, I think Forbes is uh, that's his main line of investment. I'm, I'm sure he does other things like real estate as well. Um, and you know, I think often when people think investing, they think in the stock market or they think real estate, which are definitely valid forms. But often what's missed is the wonderful opportunity in small businesses. And if you can get them growing, they could be wonderful um, avenues of investing. Well, I, I couldn't agree more, Christine. I mean, you you really look at the dollars and cents and I, I need to preface this with, I'm not a qualified investor. I, I don't know the stock market, all the things you're supposed to say. When you really look at it, just being a simple guy, the S&P 500 has grown by maybe 8% per year if you look far enough back. I think the real estate market, take COVID out of the equation. I think you look at two or 3% growth annually. But then you look at businesses, right? The things that you and I pour our, our, our life energy into, as long as the business is, is larger than 10% net margin, right? If yeah. 10 cents of every dollar is falling the bottom line and those businesses hit those critical milestones of right more than a million dollars in EBITDA, some things like that. And you have some systems and processes built. Not only are you making 10 cents on the dollar, which is higher yield than of course, either one of those other two potential verticals, then you're going to get a three, five, seven, 10 X multiple on that million dollars of EBITDA. So now you have an exit at some point in the future of, who knows, right? Three, 10, $15 million. The numbers are all over the place. Yeah. But what becomes challenging is to find a more efficient or effective investment vehicle than a business. If you have a great operator, great product, great service, and, and you, you have a system to run, I, I would challenge someone to say there's a better, more stable investment mm-hmm. than, than a healthy, mature, small business. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you went here. You mentioned something very important. You said, uh, I realized there's a day in the sun where you really have to put in the full effort, work those 80 hours, you know, kick your butt. But then, you know, if you're growing it properly, you should get to a point where it's on its own. You have the systems and processes in place where you don't need to be so hands-on as you did on day one, wearing all the hats. Couldn't agree more with that, Christina. So that uh, fast forward to present day, right? I'm the CEO of a company called MIT 45. I came on board as a consultant late in 2018. The company was stuck at 5 million a year in revenue, right? Mm-hmm. And it's laughingly to say stuck at 5 million, right? 5 million is a great number. So if you're, if you're having, listen to us have a conversation, you're at 5 million, congratulations. That's, that's a huge milestone. But they were there for two or three years and they d- just couldn't break through the glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. And I came in and just... It, originally came in because they wanted the two founding partners wanted to step away from the business. They said, look, I, I think we want to sell it. We're, we're bored. We're tired. We've been at this for eight or nine years. So just like you said, the, the likelihood of even making it eight or nine years and 5 million is so, so marginally small. Yeah. 
But we press that fast forward button to today. And as we wrap up 2022, right? It's sometimes challenging to remember what year we're in, 2022. <laughs> uh, this this little business hit seven, just over 70 million in revenue. And wow. what I found is now as, as operating a CEO, there are these, there's these different sprints that you go through in life. And it's right, there was a, a lot of intense focus to go from 5 million to 11 million. And so much of that was systems and processes, bringing in the right people, doing things the right way, which started to lower the load on someone like me, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's easier. Mm-hmm. And then as we crossed into that, you know, the next year was 25 million and then, you know, up, up from there, but I'm in the season right now, Christina, where I feel like I'm, I'm carrying all the load again, right? Mm-hmm. Incredible staff around us, right? In, yeah. um, amazing team, about a hundred full-time employees, mm-hmm. but our, our next big milestone is that, that 125 million in, in revenue this year. And that's done through strategic acquisitions. That's done through a whole bunch of different different vehicles. And there's something that I haven't ever been able to find in a business book. Hmm. I keep growing as the business keeps growing, not just myself. They don't, I hadn't heard that, you know, you're gonna be involved in lawsuits. There's gonna be three, four, five lawsuits going on at any time. Trademark infringements, yeah. people trying to st- take our IP, right? There's mm-hmm. people that are knocking on our door to buy us and we're knocking on other people's doors to buy them. So the work is different. The focus is different as a CEO or as a partner, but I'm, I'm absolutely not. I'm back in another one of those seasons, Christina, where it's, it's a 60, 70 hour work weekend. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love it. Right. I'm probably a little bit of a, a sadist when you get right down to yeah. it. I mean, I think when you, you truly love a business, it's, it's tough to break away from it. Well, you know, let's go there because it's one thing I hear from a lot of new startups. I think a lot of people start business with the idea of I have this gift, this talent, this information to present to the marketplace that is needed. And you're like, oh, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to make a bunch of money. I want to be a successful business owner. But they go into it with the idea, like you mentioned off the get-go, is there's a certain measure of effort that's going to have to go into the beginning of the foundation. It's like building the foundation of a building. It's going to take a lot of work to make that foundation very strong. And once you have the processes and the foundation set, then you can start to say, okay, maybe those 80 whatever hours come down a little bit as you get the right talent, you have the processes in place. And then, you know, then you go for the next challenge. What I hear often from business owners or new business owners is, so when do, when do I get to be over with this and just get to ride into the sunset? And I'm like, that's not the attitude you want to have in business. No, no, no. It's not about riding into the sunset and then you're all over. It never ends. It's like a journey of, of growing yourself that never ends either. Uh, Christina, I I couldn't agree more with everything you just shared. I mean, I, I look at it that there's, there's that first million dollar year. And that, that to me, you come up with a good idea, you figure out, you know, market message match or product market fit. There's some things that go into that are going to be required to hit that million dollars, right? A sales process, a marketing process. And to me, that, that is that, that startup phase, that phase of, man, you're, you're going to have to grind this out. Mm-hmm. But then I see once we get past that phase, it's, can you get a, can you get a business owner to understand the fact that they're going to give up some net margin? right? Because what I see is you got a great idea, a great product, and maybe you're running at 20 or 30% net income, but you need, now you need to start adding levels of staffing. So you're not involved so granularly in every part of the business. And so that additional staffing is going to come from somewhere that, that, that money to, to pay people. And what I found over and over again. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Is when, if you're questioning if now's the time to hire someone, the answer is almost always yes. Like almost 100% of the time. It was yes before you started questioning it. Because to me, what I see is, there is a finite amount of mental bandwidth we have. I know the decisions I make at the end of a day are not as efficient and effective as the beginning part of the day. Mm-hmm. And so you start wearing all those hats and you start carrying all those loads. And all of a sudden, you actually have a chance of capsizing your business, right? A couple, especially that startup phase, that, that you know, I'll even say 5 million and under phase, mm-hmm. a couple key missteps can very quickly leave you searching for an equity partner, looking for additional financing or having to close the doors. And it's, it's, it's always those one or two small things, extending too much credit to somebody, mm. taking a risk on, on a new manufacturer supplier. Yeah. Those things over and over again just seem to, to, to really stack up on top of each other. So would you say one of the biggest errors of a small business getting started in that launch period is really not hiring quick enough? And what do you think their stoppage is? I've, I've heard some people say, well, we just don't have enough funding yet once we do. But what is that point where you do have enough set aside to hire someone? Yeah, that's, a, that's another great question. So I'll say that my vantage point or my thought on this is just a thought. It's not the thought. I think that it's it's just how I view the, the game of business. And to me, when you start looking at hiring people, I think as you you have to be really real and candid with yourself about what your skill set is. Right? Some people are incredibly diligent and it's it's they're detail-oriented, they're taskmasters, and that is a skill set. That is a necessary skill set in a business. The other skill set's also necessary, right? That sales, that marketing, that throw stuff against the wall and see what sticks. And I think a lot of startup founders are more of the latter, right? They're more of the, hey, we're going to wing it. We're going to go for it. One of the best things to me you can do is, is start to cover your blind side. Can you hire somebody that operates in the opposite spectrum that you do? If I'm a salesperson, I'm a marketing person, I'm a glass is three quarters of the way full and I'm, I'll go build three more glasses just to make sure I have extra water. That's fantastic in one capacity. But on the other side, I need that. I need that contrarian vantage point to share with me. Hey, I love what you're thinking, but we're running a little tight on cash. You probably you might not want to take that that leap right now. And I'm going to mm-hmm. say, oh no no, it's going to work out, right? I, I can make anything work out. I'm a I'm a startup guy, mm-hmm. and so I, I think some of it is covering your blind side. I think that as you made mention or, or asked the question, Christina, about when is the right time, right? Fiscally. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's, it's always easy to throw stones from a glass house, but I like to get things set up where there's at least two or three months of operating capital in reserve and your debt load is pretty low. You've got mm-hmm. your cash conversion cycle pretty tightened in before you start taking on a bunch of additional debt. But I'm also really conservative. I mean, it all started. So after I sold the web hosting company, I went on my own, my first startup and Christina, I failed miserably. I started a high risk merchant processing company. 18 months after the, its inception, I was flat broke. And I, mm-hmm. I don't mean hypothetically flat broke. I mean, rental properties in foreclosure, vehicles being repossessed, Mm. negative net worth, like everything was gone. And and now in hindsight, I can look back and say, I didn't have someone to hire, 
to cover my blind side. I was the glass three quarters of the way full. I'm going to sell, sell, sell. Yeah. And the fulfillment side started breaking down. Boom. And yeah. the numbers, yeah. Yeah. I, I love that you went here. I, I've made some of these critical mistakes myself, you know, hiring in with uh, people to partner with that turned out to be a fiasco and I lost clients and, and then your reputation, you can't get that back easily if you end up going in that direction. Um, but I also like that we went here because I, I think people will say, oh, I'm going to wait for the perfect time. But you mentioned something even more important, which is having the someone that's going to be your con contrarian to not just say what you want to hear. Because I think if you're a, a glass half full type person, you want to be positive, but sometimes you just need to be a little bit more realistic and having some, someone more practical to say, yeah, that sounds good, but we need to be more practical right now financially. And uh, I think what I heard from uh, a business owner that I worked with a couple of years ago, he said, often people will hire people who are like them. And that's the exact opposite you want to do. I, I couldn't agree more with that, Christina. And so I've even inside of the business now that I own or consult for or have equity in, started to use third-party softwares to, to cover some of those blind spots, right? I'm not affiliated with these software platforms. I don't have a, a, this. These are just anecdotal things that I found that work for, for us. There's a platform called Cloverleaf where inside of a company, you can you have uh, every, every person on the team take a handful of very quick assessments, right? Maybe 15 minutes or less. There's six or eight of them and starts to create this beautiful map of Okay, as you're stepping into a, as I'm stepping into a meeting with Christina, these are the things that make her really excited. These are things that slow her down. These are what she focuses on, and it's they're things that are more than just tertiary, right? They're they're multiple levels deep into somebody's psyche. So once you have this a company established, and Cloverly is a very very low investment into understanding how to get the most out of out of your teammates. Mm -hmm. The other side of that, we have uh, predictive index and criteria, which are assessments for individuals to take prior to stepping into a company. Right, it's during our hiring process, because I found over and over again, I can have someone that interviews really well. They've, they've read every interview book, they're polished, their resume looks great. And then they jump in the company and they're just either not a good cultural fit, their hard skills aren't quite there. There's, there's these little nuances that happen. And so we've really become more intentional in the hiring process by using some of these third-party softwares to help us, I say, cover our blind side. And also like I'm, I'm in the process right now, Christina, of looking for a chief of staff. For my, we're just at the evolutionary point where that makes sense for our organization. And so I know that chief of staff has to be, they have to be so intimately intertwined into my life that they have to be the match, but opposite to me. Mm. And so having them take assessments, I've, I've had incredible conversations with some really brilliant, very qualified chiefs of staff. But from looking at these assessments, like this isn't going to work long-term. I'm able to pull it up on a, a Zoom call like we're on now. And share like you're an incredible individual. I'm sure you had. I can see why you're successful, but with me, here's why it's not going to work for us because we're we're too similar, and I need somebody that, that's not as similar. So, I beautiful statement you made. Wow, I love that you're that honest. I think one of the biggest things about being a business owner is you really have to get clear with yourself, understand yourself, know yourself first in order to then bridge that gap when you bring in talent, because in order to know what works and doesn't work for your business, your vision, and you is to first understand yourself. Yes. Beautifully, beautifully stated. I think that's, it's also as, as I talk about more the exit side of things, right? Exiting businesses is part of a natural life cycle to me. I don't, I don't love to hold on to a business for, you know, the next generation. I think we should grow it and, and eventually sell it off to someone that might be more capable or more passionate about growing it to another level. 
And what I found is when we let our identity be too tied up in just the business, when we haven't figured out enough pieces and parts about ourselves and the business becomes synonymous with us and there's no separation, it makes those potential capital gains events, those exits, more and more challenging. You think about it, you, you spent seven, eight, 10, 12 years growing a business, or maybe you're a startup and you, you, it's two years, but you still spent so much time and energy growing this business. And then all of a sudden you're going to get a check, which woohoo, right? We all, we all celebrate the check. You wake up one morning, you don't have an office to go to. You don't have staff to support. All the things you become used to, all the weight you've been used to carrying on your shoulders, it's just not there anymore. And most people I share that with say, well, that's crazy. Who wouldn't want that? Mm-hmm. Well, when you're used to a certain way of life for so long, and that way of life is no longer available to you, it's a it's a existential crisis for most people that haven't spent the time really understanding themselves. So love it not only from the growth side, Christina, but also from the exit side. I think that's an incredible, incredible gift you just shared with everyone. Yeah. And Ryan, you make a good point there. There's a lot of people who've had a vocation, like a doctor or lawyer, where they've done it for 40 years, 50 years, and now they retire. And and often you think, yay, I get to retire. I get to go travel in a yacht or whatever. Um, But a lot of them end up dying within the year because their very identity and what they tied up into their purpose for living is over. And yes. unless you have a new purpose, it's like, well, why be here anymore? So that is a great point. Well, I don't want us to leave. This has been a very fruitful, fascinating conversation. And I don't want anyone to leave without finding out more about you, more about your business. How can they do that? Yes, Christina. So any social media platform, anything that exists, yeah. I'm a pretty simple guy. Like I said, it's just it's just my name, Ryan Nidell. That's R-Y-A-N-N-I-D-D-E-L. I run my own social I have my own email list that's on ryanidell.com. Um, and the, the email, if you decide you want to opt in, I just share what I'm up to. I share what's working. I don't have anything to sell. I don't have a course you can buy. It's literally just a way for me to, to, to consistently pour it and share back with the community. So people hopefully don't have to misstep the same way that I've misstepped. Wow. Well, I I really thank you for sharing your valuable wisdom today. I know it's going to help some new business owner listening in, or maybe someone who's seasoned, who's just struggling right now. And you've given them just the wisdom they need to hear today. Thank you so much, Ryan Nadell, for coming to Savvy Broadcasting. Thanks for having me, Christina. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more Savvy episodes and Savvy Biz Tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.